Thanks for listening to the Ear Training Podcast. The two ways you can support the show right now are to follow me on Instagram at samevans.producer. Uh, you can see what I'm doing with my life, and I'll share some ear training tips uh, and so forth. And you can also review the podcast wherever you're listening. Uh, that makes a huge difference to how many people find us when they're looking for help with their music theory. So if you think this could help someone else, the best thing you can do is review. Or, of course, tell your friends. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Ear Training Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Evans. Playing original on-the-fly music, as always. And this is the show that will help you learn to play music by ear and understand your theory like a rock star. Actually, probably better than a rock star. I would guess your average rock star doesn't know formal theory very well. Hmm, interesting question. I'm not trying to dig on rock stars. Uh, obviously, they have a good ear and great, great uh, uh, sense of songwriting. I want you to be able to jam with rock stars. How about that? kind of fun. Today I'm going to talk about a topic that I know is popular uh, among people who are searching for music theory, and that is intervals. It's funny because I actually don't talk about intervals a lot, and it's really just because of my own bias, and I'm getting over it because I realize that's what what you guys want. Um, It's funny because I usually don't talk about intervals because I like thinking about music in terms of where the solfege is in the scale. So, for example, instead of thinking to myself, let's say I'm really key of C, and I hear this note, I'm not going to think to myself, oh, oh, that's, um, that's a sixth above the root, so therefore it's an A, right? That just takes a little bit longer than saying, in the context of this, I know that's law. 
we're really hearing the same thing, but framing it in two different ways, right? Um, and it's important to know both. Uh, I would argue that when it comes to playing a song by ear, your solfege is going to be your bread and butter. But very often, you're just doing a melody, right? So if you're doing chords and all that, then solfege is great. But if you're just doing a melody, especially if that melody like doesn't have a consistent key, or if you don't know what key it's in, uh, and you're just not wired to think in terms of key, you're thinking, oh, how far away are these two notes, right? It's certainly useful to know your intervals. So today I'm going to talk about a concept about intervals that's really kind of fun. Musical intervals, most people don't realize this, but every musical interval has an evil twin. So let's say, okay, I'm, I'm talking here uh, and you probably don't have a keyboard in front of you because that's just the way podcasts work. You're probably driving, you know, but maybe not. Maybe you're sitting in front of a piano. Either way, imagine a piano or just sit in front of it and press the buttons. If you go C to a D, that's a whole step. Or in the formal interval world, we call that a major second. Now, I said C to D, and I assume that you press the two that are right next to each other. Whoops. <coughs> I did it again. That is a half step, but that's for a different discussion. Well, we might get to it today, actually. But here's a C, here's a D. I'm assuming... <laughs> that's hilarious. I'm assuming that you touched the two that were right next to each other. Now, what happens, though, if instead of doing this, you just take the C and move it up an octave? All of a sudden, CD isn't a whole step anymore. It's not a major second anymore. So here's the major second when they're just really close. But when you take the C and put it on top, it's a minor seventh, right? So those two intervals, the major second and the minor seventh, are evil twins. It means they're really functionally... I can't say they're the same interval because interval, an interval is literally the distance between two notes. So it's not the same interval. But in the context of an octave, you can use the same two notes to make two separate intervals. So harmonically, it can be the same. For example, that, that C and that D, either here or here, right? We could play a B flat chord. And I could play this C and D. Alone, that might be a little alarming, but if I do something like this, you know, it's kind of, it's, we hear that all the time. A major second just playing right next to each other. We hear it in chopsticks. I could do the same thing with the minor seventh by just taking that C up an octave. a slightly different feel, but harmonically it's the same. And 
best if you hear the kids in the background. It's just my wife is torturing them. It's just how it goes. Uh, <laughs> but the um, that's true of every interval on the scale. So let's talk about this pattern a little bit because, as you would imagine, an interval increases. Its counterpart decreases. So let's talk about it. Major second becomes a minor seventh. A minor second becomes a major seventh. So seconds become sevenths and invert from major to minor. That's pretty straightforward, isn't it? Or those this was C and D, and this is C and C sharp. With thirds, we can do the same thing. Thirds, this is especially relevant in harmony. Because with a major third, it becomes a minor sixth. So thirds become sixths. A major third, if we invert it, becomes a minor sixth. The interesting thing about this is that it becomes really relevant when we're like writing music. Because this sixth here is actually our ears hear it as even more consonant and pleasurable than a third. A third is like, yeah, that works. But a sixth is like, ooh, how pretty. If you don't believe me, do this. Find a sixth, so play an E and a C on your piano. And then just move everything down together. Those are all sixths. Some of them were minor, some of them were major, uh, but that right there was just an inverted third. If we did the same thing with thirds, I missed a couple notes. Let me try that again. It's still pretty, but personally, I prefer the sixth sound. There's something a little more like lofty, elevated. It's like the third is like. Yeah, it's here. And the sixth is like, ah, pretty. So, anyways, <laughs> if that didn't resonate with you, I'm sorry. But the point I'm trying to make is that people talk about thirds in harmony a lot, but sixths are just as powerful because they're an inverted third. So, again, the major third becomes a minor sixth, and a minor third becomes a major sixth. Fourths, perfect fourths and perfect fifths have this... Uh, partnership as well. So a C to F is a perfect fourth, but if we just take the C and move it up, it's a perfect fifth. And of course, vice versa is true, where uh, C to G is a perfect fifth, and you move the C up, and it becomes a perfect fourth. So the reason we say perfect instead of like major or minor, uh, well, first of all, is because fourths and fifths are the same in major and minor, right? So if you go do, re, mi, fa, so, or do, re, me, fa, so, so and fa were the same in both of those cases. I realize re was the same in both those cases, but there really is a minor re too. You go do, ra, me, fa, so. So, eh, you know, we kind of cheat. But the other reason, instead of just not really being a minor fourth or a minor fifth, perfect also indicates that it hasn't been tuned any differently. Now this is for, this might be a little, um, I don't want to say advanced. This is a little esoteric, but it's interesting. The way a piano is tuned 
is not perfectly even between every single note. Now, actually, we prefer notes to be closer to perfectly even. So just for the record, that, that like the way our uh, current system of tuning works is that we prefer a more even spread between all of the notes, which sounds logical, except for the fact that harmonically and scientifically, it makes sense. Our brains actually like a major third to be a little flat and a minor third to be a little sharp. But the fifths and the fourths, our brains like to hear them exactly as scientifically prescribed. Uh, so anyways, you can jump into a giant rabbit hole of the internet that is, um, (laughs) you can just look up equal temperament tuning or the history of piano tuning or piano tuning and just jump down that rabbit hole and send me a message and let me know you did it because that'd be awesome. I just love to hear that someone took the time to learn more about it than I have. Uh, it's (laughs) even, even going to uh, music school that's always just an aside it's never actually I did have to compose a song for an organ with bad tuning anyways that's that's a side note <laughs> the point is every single interval has its own evil twin except for this last one here and I'm going to show it to you the tritone the tritone is considered the devil's Interval, And really, we only see that as a joke now, and I don't even know how many people back in the day actually believed it was of the devil. But, I mean, you hear this. I mean, it's kind of nasty, isn't it? Doesn't it make it sound like something terrible has just happened? And it doesn't sound that bad to us because, like, we hear tritones constantly so for example maria uh-huh. right we hear that all the time um and we hear um oh there's so many but my brain is spacing oh the tritone functions uh harmonically everywhere so this may sound nasty but this doesn't so the tritone sounds unpleasant to our ears uh, and we use that for tension so that we can release Uh, there are some philosophies of music that say that music is all about tension and release or you know if you're a jazz musician it's just about tension 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 and never releasing but that's a that's a different discussion (laughs) Uh, so the tritone does not have an evil twin the tritone has an identical twin the tritone, if you invert it, is the same. A tritone is cutting an octave directly in half. So, there's a fun fact for you, and I hope you learned something about intervals. Send me a message at, on Instagram at samevans.producer. Let me know what you found helpful and what episode ideas that you'd like to hear from the Ear Turning Podcast every single week. Thanks so much. Oh, I'm going to play you out.
So if you don't know, I'm basing this entirely off of tritones, just to stay relevant. I should really write, like, video game scores. Someone, like, you know, call all the people that make video games. This would be a great, like, you know, Zelda's at the final boss, Link's the final boss. Sorry. To you gamers that I offended, I apologize. Again, thank you so much for listening, and don't forget to follow me on Instagram at samevans.producer and to review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much. And, of course, as is appropriate, we're going to do some interval practice. interval was that jk that was clearly a cluster chord (laughs) okay so we're gonna do some interval practice for you here are the contestants today we're doing only major intervals major or perfect so major second or a major third or a perfect fourth or perfect fifth major sixth or a major seventh so again, remember the do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do follows perfectly along the from do to re is a major second, from do to mi is a major third, do to fa is a perfect fourth, do to so is a perfect fifth, do to la is a major sixth, and do to ti is a major seventh, and do to do is a perfect octave, or an octave, we say. Okay, here we go. I will play it for you three times, and then give you the correct answer. That is a perfect fourth. Do, re, mi, fa. Okay, here's another one. That is a major sixth. Do, re, mi, fa, sol, la. A major sixth. Remember, its partner is a minor third. Evil twin. Not not a partner. They hate each other. I don't know why, but 
I'm sticking with that. Okay, here's another one. That is a major second or a whole step. Okay, here's another one. That is a perfect fifth. Do, re, mi, fa, so. Okay, here's another one. Again, if you hear my kids in the background, my wife is torturing them, so nothing we can do. Sorry. That is a major seventh. That's, you hear that rub? Like it just wants to be that so bad, but it's not, it's that. Instead of do, it's ti, do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti. It's actually one of my favorite intervals. Because if you add a, add a me and so, it's just kind of nice. But alone, it's just dissonant, and it, I just love it. Okay, last one. So that is a major third. Of course, if you'd been paying attention, you'd realize that's the only one I haven't done yet. But, you know, whatever. Do, re, mi. It's a major third. Thanks for listening. I'll see you tomorrow on, or not tomorrow, next week on the Ear Training Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Evans.
Okay, let's be real. You just listened to the entire episode of the Year Turning Podcast, uh, which means you are in the top, like, 0.5%. I actually don't know if that's true. I actually think more, most people listen to the whole episodes, probably because my episodes are short. You guys are welcome. Uh, but seriously, uh, if you, thank you for listening to the entire show. Uh, give us a review on Apple Podcasts, and follow me on Instagram at samevans.producer. Uh, if you message me on Instagram, you can ask me any questions you'd like or tell me what improvements you think I, I should make to the show. Uh, you'll also be able to see what other projects I'm working on on there. And um, I'll occasionally post some things that will be helpful to you, to this audience. So uh, thanks for listening. Remember to review and follow.